Hello readers, welcome back to another episode of the History of Crows podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to recommend three romance books that I've recently read and loved. Recently, I've been on a romance phase, particularly enjoying reading multiple romances. The romances that I'm talking about is like contemporary romance, basically what I like to call, you know those characters on the cover? drawn on the cover, that's the type of romance I'm talking about. And just generally feel-good stories, light books, you know, very easy. It's just been a mood recently for me. So let's get started. The first book I'm gonna recommend today is called The Wall of Winnipeg and Me by Mariana Zapata. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. This was my first book by this author, although I did try to read um, from Look Up with, with Love but it was in the right moment so i stopped um but a dear friend of mine recently became obsessed with this author and he wouldn't stop recommending her books to me and explaining all the stuff on her books and all the plots and how it works and so he got me all hyped up and i was really ready to read this book because he told me everything i needed to know uh, in regards to the slow burn. And when I say slow burn, it's very specifically because romance books tend to be around like 300, 400 ish pages. I'm not saying there aren't bigger, I'm saying what's, you know, the standard. And so maybe like when you read a slow burn, they get together like at 50% or maybe 60, sometimes 80%, but like of a 300 or 400 page. And in this case, this book is almost 700 pages and the characters actually only get together like officially like you know the steamy scene 96% in this book kid you not it's like if not the last I think it's it's the chapter before the last so really you will be experiencing the most slow burn ever and it's like they're not gonna kiss by 60% you know, they, they don't even get together by the 80% of the book. So this is really a ride. This is a journey. You need to be ready. You need to be in the mindset to not be impatient. And I caught myself at some point while I was reading this book feeling a little impatient. And then I was like, oh, maybe this is too slow burn. You know, I don't think I'm going to give this a, such a higher rating. And then I was rationalizing that with myself. And I was like, no, like I can't. I can't not um, like give a, a lower rating because of something that the book proposes to be. Like, the book proposes to be a slow burn. Right. It proposes to be a slow burn. And it is a very, very, very slow burn one. And that's okay. You're in for a journey. You're in for a ride. You need to be ready with this. You need to be patient. You need to be in the mood. Like, if you're not in the mood, don't read it. Simply like that. I was talking that to myself. And, like, there wasn't a single thing I disliked about this book. So why would I rate it less than five stars if I loved it? And one thing that has struck me about this author and which makes me really excited to read other books by her is how she writes her characters because it's very, very, very character focused. This book is very character driven, way more than plot. I mean, usually when we talk about romance books, contemporary romance books, we're usually talking about like not only the romance, the romantic aspect of it, but like relationships and characters and personalities and this author really took her time in crafting those very complex and real human characters and like in the romance genre 
we have tropes we have like oh grandpa's and shine enemy still lovers only one bed fake dating you know all of those stuff and even like within the, the characters personalities we have some stereotypes in Roman's books but what she does here is that she actually doesn't go this route you know and sometimes certain books of romance that take this route way too much can become even a caricature which is kind of annoying in my point of view but what this author what Mariana Zapata does is that she writes these characters so realistic like this doesn't feel this doesn't have that feeling of like oh this is like um like a rom-com this is like a you know it's not reality whatever it's like it feels very real it feels very like people would actually act this way you know and i love how she works them as individuals as complex people by themselves and then also as a couple and so basically here um the main character is an assistant to this football player <laughs> and like she does everything right she's a very good employer employee sorry and he's like okay grumpy as <laughs> grumpy as hell i mean they're both grumpy actually i would say and she but she he kind of like doesn't even acknowledge her doesn't even say hi to her and she's been working to this guy for two years and like she 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 has enough and then she quits and then he comes after her with a proposal which i'm not gonna say what it is because it's not like a super spoiler if you search online you can find it but i just feel like it's cooler if you don't know and, and then the book moves on from that and like what I love about this book is that you get to experience these characters becoming closer even before like they become closer and then they become friends and then they know each other so well like the intimacy is insane and they haven't even kissed so like this is writing like this is powerful writing you know and like like I said it's over it's almost 700 pages like you keep your reader interested in your story for over for over 600 pages on a romance book like this is clapping you know I have to clap I have to bow I have to commend I have to give the highest praise because not every author can pull this off and so this my reading experience of this book was amazing I had a blast this was a five star easily and I can't wait to read more books by Mariana Zapata the second book I'm gonna recommend today was actually a book I read an arc of uh, so thank you to Pangy Random House. Um, this was Love Theoretically by Ellie Hazelwood. This is the third book by this author, if you don't count the novellas. You know, I've talked a bit about Ellie Hazelwood in this podcast before. Um, last year, I got an arc of Love and the Brain, and I got obsessed with it. And it was a favorite. And then I went to finish reading uh, The Love Hypothesis because I started reading that book in 2021, but due to some personal reasons, I didn't finish. I was having a rough time. And so after I, I finished Love on the Brain, I went back to finish Love Hypothesis. Both became favorites, both five stars. And then when the novellas came around, it was a little bit different because the first novella I enjoyed under one roof, the second novella did not work for me, and the third novella I didn't even finish. So, and I also feel like novellas are different stuff because you have shorter amount of pages to develop certain things. So they work a little bit different than a book, than a novel. And so this book here 
it's what I would consider to be the third installment in what I like to call her Academia Trilogy. And this is her most academic book yet. You know, she even talks about this on her author's note that she really, really put a lot of work into this aspect and really like shows her growth as an author. You know, she dives deep into the themes like struggles on an academic life, uh, job interviews, hardships of finding a position to work on, tenure, getting tenure, or even getting funding, competition inside academia. Uh, power advisors have over advisees. Um, how having someone like having people, knowing people in the industry can help you. Um, how when you put out uh, academic publications that can influence other people and your reputation in the midst and also can destroy your reputation or your career. And I was generally surprised by the tone of this book. I was expecting what I found on her previous novels, on her previous two novels, and I was very, very like surprised to see that this was more mature and like even a darker side of academia. It's not dark academia, mind you, but the way that she portrays here. And that was really good. Like I was genuinely very very into this novel and the couple here is Elsie and Jack and Elsie is a very peculiar and very different character and although this book does feature an, a fight at 80% which I hate third act fight is just ugh, one of my no-goes but since Elsie here the main character has a different personality that influences this particular fight I didn't take too much hatred to it because it has a different context. Um, basically what Elsie does is that she has a side job apart from working on academia because she can't pay, pay her bills just by that. So that's in, that in itself is already a critic to the system. But she works as an escort, I think. I don't know if that's the word that it's used, but it's not sexual. She's just like literally, she pretends to be like people's girlfriends or whatever if they need a date to introduced to the family, whatever it is, she does it, but not sexual. And and so she's at this job with a guy that she has been pretending to date for a while, and then she's gonna meet his family. And his brother is none other than Jack, a guy who works in the same field as Elsie. And he's like, why are you dating my brother? What is this? Is this real? Is this serious? And like, the book is gonna take on from that. And I just found this very refreshing to read. I wouldn't consider this book an enemy to lover per se. So like, don't go thinking, oh, enemies to lovers, because I don't, I wouldn't call it. I mean, maybe if I were to call it, I could call it an academic, um, a rivals to lovers, but not even the like, the the lines, you know, the descriptions of an, of enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers. People sometimes get a little confused. I wouldn't call it that. I think it's not that deep. Um, another thing that. And this book does well is the sex scenes. I enjoyed. Uh, I felt like they were, especially the first one. There, there are two one. There are two scenes um, compared to what she did, because especially like I said, the novellas. It was a little boring, you know, because it's always the same. It feels like you're reading the same scene, but she kind of made a little something something here, and. I was very satisfied with this book. I feel like it kind of wraps in a bow 
like I said, this trilogy of Academia. Although I, I do know she has said that she will be releasing more uh, Academia romance, whatever it's called, in the future. But I feel like she this is like a, a phase, you know, I don't know what the future holds for these other books. And with that being said, like, I do recommend this book. I gave it a five star. I enjoyed a lot. Like, I would not have given this five stars if I did not enjoy the heck of myself. But I would... Oh, there's also something I forgot to say. There is an Olive Adam cameo. So if you're into that, very nice. Um, I feel like this book, the fan base will be satisfied. The fan base will be surprised, just like I was, with how she's developing as an author, her tone, her writing, the way she portrayed academia in this one. And I also feel like not specifically new readers, but like people who aren't like who have read all of her stuff, like this one is worth to pick it up. If you're into any of what I've said, if you if you felt like, oh, I might like this book, give it a try. It's it's very good. But although all of that being said, I do have to say that I cannot wait for her to release something different. Which is great because she has two new books announced as of yet. So we have at the end of 2023, um, I think it's her young adult debut, I'm not sure. But the characters play chess or whatever. Sounds interesting. And she just announced a couple of days ago for next year uh, a paranormal romance featuring vampires and werewolves. That's interesting. I'm looking forward to that. And the third and final book I would like to recommend today, it's called The Seven Year Slip by Ashley Poston. This was also an arc, so thank you Penguin Random House. And actually this wasn't just an arc, it was a physical copy. Yeah, baby. And I loved it, so it's great, because I have the book. Uh, five stars as well. Very summer vibes, this book. Um, this book was so good. It feels, it feels like a hug. It feels like a balm to your soul. Like, this one out of the three I am recommending, I do know that the title of the episode is like three romance books, but this one out of the three is the one that it's the least romance in it. Like, I would say it's only about like five to 10% of the book of the romance, but it is romantic, you know, but it's kind of a, the type of romance, contemporary romance that focuses a lot on the growth of the main character. And it's like a coming of age, but not like young adults to adults. Like she's already an adult, but like it's a coming of age for adults, if you understand what I'm saying. It reminded me a lot of Emily Henry's narratives, um, this main character called Clementine. She has lost her aunt, whom she was very close to, and she's grieving, so this book is going to discuss a lot of grief. It's kind of heavy in that sense, but it's also beautiful, it's also hopeful. Um, and this aunt has left Clementine her apartment, and that's the fun thing, this apartment is magical. And no, this book is not magical realism, it's not sci-fi, it's not like focusing on specifics of why all this happens, but basically this apartment connects people from two different periods of time. So one, one person and a person seven years after, I'm sorry, seven years earlier, or seven years in the future, depending on how you look at it. And there's not, not like a lot of explanations to that it simply happens and it was very very low stakes and refreshing in that sense to just be like if it happens you don't have to understand why the apartment does that it just does if you leave the apartment you get back to your own time 
okay, but while you're in the apartment, you can talk and interact with this person seven years earlier. And that was very fun. It was very fun to try to imagine how the couple was going to work out this in the real world. Um, Clementine works in, uh, in publishing. She publishes travel guides and the, the romantic interest is a chef. And I feel like Ashley Poston has grown a lot as an author because I read one of her books years and years ago called Geekerella. It was okay. It was a nice book. It was like focused on this nerdy stuff, comic con stuff. It was okay. It wasn't like my favorite thing or whatever. And her her previous books, even before that, it was very like 2012 fantasy. If you see the cover, you know what I'm saying. And like she completely changed her career last year when she debuted her adult debut, which was Dead Romantics. I did not read that yet. And this is her second adult romance. And she's doing well. Like it's very well written. Like I don't even recognize the writing from the book I read from her. So this is incredible really. And I love this book so much. Um, again, if you're trying to pick a book to read because of the romance, out of the three ones I'm recommending, this is not the one. But this is a good book, like this is a good story. If you want a story with depth, if you want a story that discusses how people change over time, and that's okay. And how also sometimes some things can stay the same even after a long time. And people's identities are contained by multitudes and we are not just one thing and that's static. Um, so that's the book for you. Like it's very, it's just, like I said, it feels like a hug. This book is so comforting, it's so good. It's just a feel good book. It was incredible. And, and also, yeah, like I said, a magical apartment. <laughs> But seriously, this book was so great. I really, really had a great time reading it. And, and it's set in summer, summer in New York. So there's all these descriptions of the weather, of the hot weather, of the city, of food. It's just a very, very good book. And I really enjoy recording these episodes where I recommend like more than one book at a time with a certain team. I really, really enjoyed this. I hope you enjoyed as well. And if you've listened this far, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.